0: Oh, hi, I'm your host, Kyle Brownrigg, and welcome to Best Actress, discussing Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress Oscar wins, who we feel should have won, and why.
1: Oh my god! Thank you so much.
0: The nominees for Best Supporting Actress are Brenda Fricker, in my left foot. Angelica Houston in Enemies A Love Story. Lena Olin in Enemies A Love Story. Julia Roberts in Steel Magnolias. Diane Wiest in Parenthood. And the Oscar goes to Brenda Fricker in My Left Foot. Hello and welcome to another episode of Best Actress. I am joined by my very good friend and also a lover of movies, Liz DeCarl. Hello, Liz. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Kyle. I'm excited.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk about this. So you were the one that actually suggested uh, this topic for Brenda Fricker 1990 because she was the first Irish actress to win an Academy Award.
1: Yeah, exactly. I thought it might be a nice little thing because of you and Daniel. A little tribute for Daniel all the way from Ottawa.
0: (laughs) You know, it's weird, actually, all of the episodes that, like, I've been doing, um, there have been a lot of, like, Irish movies, because I keep watching, like, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis movies, yeah. and I'm, like, I keep, like, learning about, like, Irish history, like, it was totally by accident, but, like, I keep watching Irish films. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder if Daniel's in all of our brains trying to get us to learn about Ireland.
0: Well, like he, when we were like watching My Left Foot, he was like,
1: I had to watch this movie
0: in high school. And I was like, oh, and he was like, it was really boring. I was like, oh, can't wait.
1: Great.
0: (laughs) But honestly, like, okay, um, just before we even like get into everything, I gotta say, I like kind of have a crush on Daniel Day-Lewis. And I say kind of because it's weird. Because I don't know, he's not exactly like a Hollywood hunk, in my opinion, but like (laughs) i have like a weird crush on daniel day lewis
1: but like i i get it because there's a kind of charm and a charisma about him that i totally understand how you could have a crush on him because i think we all do like women and men it's it he kind (laughs) of crosses both sexes i think
0: he's like the meryl streep of like boy actors
1: he really really is but i don't know that meryl streep goes as method as daniel day lewis does like he goes deep deep
0: well I started watching um There Will Be Blood.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that one.
0: Well, if you actually if you have Tubi the app Tubi, you can actually watch it for free. It's like the acting is like incredibly like out of this world, like amazing. He deserved that Oscar, but nice. like
1: a little boring oh no <laughs> yeah oh, no. um but That's fair. but
0: yeah it's yeah um but anyway uh talking about brenda fricker being the first irish actress to win an academy award um the very first irish actor to win was in 1946 barry fitzgerald And what's really weird is he actually was nominated for, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what the movie was, but he was nominated for a lead and supporting for the exact same role and he won supporting.
1: How does that even happen? Like, what is the rationale behind that?
0: It was the first and only time it ever happened. And literally, like, that would be so insulting to somebody that submitted themselves for a lead category and they yeah. didn't get picked. But then this dude got a lead and a supporting. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, are you
1: fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> oh, my God. That is insane. But yeah,
0: Barry Fitzgerald, first Irish actor, and then Brenda Fricker in 1990 for the first Irish actress, which is, like, kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, that that It was such a long time between the two. That's really surprising.
0: Yeah, well, what would that have been? I'm terrible at math, like 40-something years.
1: I very rarely math, so I trust that. I trust that you
0: <laughs> 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 um, Okay, so let's just, like, jump into this. So, um, okay, so the nominees, uh, you know, you have Julia Roberts, you have Lena Olin, you have, obviously, Brenda Fricker, uh, you have uh, Angelica Houston, who I fucking love she's Angelica just Houston. stunning in
1: every fucking capacity i love her but so like, much what happened to her she does like all these like weird
0: like made for tv things and you're literally like you're such a good actor like why are you not
1: like why are you debasing like, yourself movies?
0: with this <laughs> yeah and like i don't know like and then diane Weist. so um which i love diane Weist. actually this was her only nomination for a movie that wasn't um a woody allen movie
1: oh no way i didn't know that
0: yeah wow um, okay I have a lot of, anyway, I have a, I f- if you've listened to this podcast before, like, I have so many mixed feelings about Woody Allen for, like, obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, like, marrying his daughter, like, yum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very, very troubling. It's so um, cool. <laughs> Yes, so this was so 1990 was a very interesting year for the Oscars. So, Driving Miss Daisy won Best Picture. It was also the most nominated film that year. I've actually never seen that movie, and Dan Aykroyd was nominated for a supporting role for that film.
1: Yeah, I haven't actually seen that movie either. The only reference that I know was a movie called Stay Tuned that John Ritter did, and they did like a spoof of Driving Miss Daisy, and it was called Driving Over Miss Daisy, (laughs) (laughs) which, by the way, you should watch if you haven't ever seen Stay Tuned with John Ritter and Pam Dauber. It is incredible. Please watch it asap outside this podcast.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you 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 first heard it sound like you made up those names.
1: <laughs> oh no, I, I fully didn't. No, John Ritter. From
0: <laughs> A- <laughs> I feel and like Pam if I Dauber was like, is in Mork and Mindy. I just I love that name, Pam Dauber. It yeah. sounds like someone's like, excuse me, what's your name? And you're like lying, and you're like, uh, uh, P- <laughs> Pam D- da- Dauber. Dauber. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, like, whatever, Pam. Hey, like, you're probably amazing. Um, oh, no, I love her. <laughs> great. Um, My sister's name is Pam. And, like, oh. whenever I hear that name, I literally, it's so weird to me. I don't know. It's triggering. Does um, she go, like, my
1: Pam or Pamela?
0: Uh, Pam. Okay. When my mother is angry or, like, there's, like, a tone in her voice, it's Pamela. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because Daniel, if somebody calls him Dan, I straight up, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing Dan. <laughs> we don't do that that's, that's fair i get it that's
1: fair
0: <laughs> um so jessica tandy walked away with uh the best actress academy award and i actually think she was the oldest recipient of that award and still to date is the oldest act uh the recipient oldest oh my god <laughs> i'm like having a stroke <laughs> the oldest stroke. recipient of that award <laughs>
1: okay. wow do you know how old she was offhand 88 good for 87.
0: her 87 yeah oh, jessica tandy i need to no i need to watch this film uh oliver stone was best director for born in the fourth of july and um best actor obviously was daniel day lewis for my left Foot. yep um which and then best supporting actor went to denzel washington for um glory which that was his first academy award and um i mean that's a different podcast but i have so many opinions about certain ones that he certain academy awards that he has won and like i'm sorry but like i really don't think that he should have won for training day but no a oh. podcast.
1: i have to disagree with that that was an amazing performance by him
0: i thought he should have gone to russell crowe for a beautiful mind
1: oh that's right they were nominated the same year oh that's yeah, that's I, a tough year though because like i think that denzel definitely deserved it but you're right up against russell crowe that's oh that's a tough one
0: <laughs> yeah no absolutely it well, i mean you're really just comparing like apples and oranges yeah um but, talking about Daniel Day-Lewis, so, watching this movie, like, you know, he is a person that, like, was, like, a paraplegic and, like, um, could only communicate. Uh, Christy Brown yes. it was the person. I actually had never heard of Christy Brown ever until I saw this movie. Um, I absolutely loved it. But, like, Daniel Day-Lewis, like, playing, I feel like only Daniel Day-Lewis could, like, get away with, like, playing. <laughs> paraplegic and it not being offensive
1: yeah (laughs) he's one of the few actors that can do that
0: (laughs) do you know what i mean like that is (laughs) that is like some sensitive subject matter
1: yep it's not to be taken lightly by just some rando
0: (laughs) no i know it's like the hr department got a lot of
1: calls
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so let's just like jump right into it and i would love if we could just jump right into um enemies a love story with the (laughs) the double nominees for Lena Olin and Angelica Houston. So I was actually looking online and they were actually um, very, uh, they were simultaneously nominated or one award circuit would like give um, Lena Olin the nomination and then the other one would give like Angelica Houston, like she would win or the other one would win. And it was kind of like neck and neck with them. Um, And so I actually think that one of them expected to walk away with that Oscar and I think it was Lena Olin did you actually watch the video of Brenda Fricker winning
1: no I didn't no okay
0: so like in the broadcast (laughs) like when they say Brenda Fricker Lena Olin's face is like not happy
1: oh no oh no
0: But I love that, though, right? Because, like, honestly, like, if I lost an Academy Award, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, like, good for them. I'd be yeah. like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, like, no clapping politely from this fucking guy. Like, seriously. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Exactly. <laughs> like, especially mean- Lena Olin. Yeah. Like, I killed myself on screen for this and all the time.
0: <laughs> so, okay, let's just... Okay, way, by the way. Yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah, 20... <laughs> yeah, they had 30 years to catch up. Um, so, um, okay, like... Just Let's just jump right into this movie. So I got to say, this movie and th- the lead character of Herman was so resentful, yep. in my opinion. I thought that this movie definitely had its moments. I understand why they were being recognized for their acting performances. But I like had so many issues with this movie. <laughs> first of all, first of all, it was like, <laughs> This story was supposed to be about the perspective of a Holocaust survivor. So you're like, oh, like it's going to be like this haunting performance about like them surviving the Holocaust. Because in my opinion, that would have been a more interesting story. It was about a guy who was like cheating on his wife, like left, right and center. And I thought, oh. It's because his PTSD and, like, he is cheating because he doesn't know how to cope. No. Angelica Houston shows up and literally is like, oh, are you up to your old tricks again? So he yeah. was an asshole, like, pre-Holocaust. So I'm like, I don't understand why we're... Like, I I hated him.
1: Yeah. I, I hated him the exact same way. Like, that movie... Like, you're right. I understand why they were nominated. But that movie and the characters were such a fucking mess. Like, I could yeah. not get by it. Like, I, I was like I was like how are we supposed to root for any of these people the one that I felt the worst for was his I guess second wife who's his first wife but yeah. she's not because Angelica Houston came back like I felt awful for that little girl like I was so well not, sorry not a little girl that gives a really bad impression <laughs> like I felt awful for that person because she was being treated so badly
0: no I know and like what I thought was like really interesting was that she wasn't nominated
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly just got fucked over i think she's like i try oh my gosh i like i need to i I tried to look up her her name and it's this like super intense like russian or or eastern european name and i like cannot pronounce it i'm like so sorry but her performance was actually in my opinion the most sympathetic and like the most believable because she just is that supporting character Mm -hmm. honestly i'm actually kind of surprised that she wasn't recognized compared it's just like she didn't have any star power maybe yeah
1: yeah, and, and you know what? So so I understand how and why Angelic Houston got the nomination for that movie because, like, especially the scene where she first reunites with Herman and he asks about their children and she just says, dead. Like, that like that moment alone, yeah. I was like, I get it. But Lena Olin, like, like her voice is very sultry and she was very, very sensual and I could fully see her as a mistress, which I think is an insult to her and I apologize. But <laughs> I don't, I I didn't really... Like, like you're right. I think, I think the other woman put out a stronger performance than she did, and should have gotten the nomination before Lena Olin.
0: I honestly was um, having a really hard time, sort of understanding like where each character was coming from because I really feel because this kid, this movie was nominated for best um, original screenplay, yeah, and I don't agree with that. Like, th- he kept being like haunted by the experience of the Holocaust. Like whenever he like leaves that party and then like, he hears like the, 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 like the sounds of like the wind and it, it's reminding him of, and I'm yeah. like, okay, so like, are we going to get more into that? Or like, I just personally, I really felt like the story was like all over the place. Yeah. And um, there were like, it had its moments. Like I, I loved whenever um Herman goes to that house and then Angelica Houston shows up and then, like, he thinks that, like, she's a ghost. I oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Oh, my God. That poor woman. Oh, my God. She's just, like, I want to, like, take her into my arms, just give her a big hug. She was so sweet and so adorable. <laughs> Did oh you watch...
0: Um, have you seen Pritzi's Honor? No, I haven't. So that's the first... Like, that's her only Academy Award to her name, Angelica Houston. She won for a supporting role for Pritzi's Honor. Okay. And um, I don't know, like her nomination to me was just because she was like she had a lot of great presence she was like killing the accent and like every scene that she was in it was like really funny yeah when it was like supposed to be like kind of serious and I think that she did the performance in like a very interesting sort of way but like oh my god I'm just gonna say it like I hated this movie (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i i i yeah I, I i wouldn't say i hated it but i did not enjoy it uh but i did i did want to point out i love the fact that when herman and lena olin's character went away for the weekend they went to the camp from dirty dancing like that's where they went to that's yes, what's happening right? i was like this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> this makes up for the entire movie
0: <laughs> that's so funny like okay because whenever i was like watching the movie i kept, like do you watch um the marvelous miss mazel
1: no but i want to i need to start
0: they go to this, like, camp that's exactly like that.
1: Oh, my God. I love it.
0: <laughs> so, I'm oh my- like, is this, like, a Jewish thing? Like, maybe I want to be Jewish because I want to go to this camp.
1: <laughs> but, like, were they Jewish in Dirty Dancing? I don't think they were. Like, I think oh they gosh. were very waspy, I thought.
0: Uh. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. They, she, what's her name? Um, Jennifer Jennifer, Jennifer Gray. Yeah. She definitely looked very Jewish in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't her career, like, end because she got a nose job?
1: Yeah, because she became unrecognizable. She wasn't unique anymore.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That was, that's like, tough. Ashley Simpson. Although, I gotta say, like, as a person with, like, a big nose, um, <laughs> Ashley Simpson's nose job looks amazing. <laughs> it does look much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, But the one thing that I will say about, like, Lena Olin in this movie, um, she deserved that Academy Award nomination because she would go from this, like, super intense, like, anger and then like she would be like she'd have like a smile on her face and she'd be like like you know she had this like back and forth with him where it's like it was almost like their form of flirting yeah like they would like fight and then they would like be like f- they'd have like a sweet a little like moment and then it then she'd go like back to fighting and stuff like that sort of that like emotional or like that anger roller coaster yeah for i feel sure. like that's why she was nominated
1: it makes sense and then, like plus like her character it like I guess it was it was very she was very complex but at the same time I don't know I I couldn't get past I don't know I I didn't really have much sympathy for her character which is really awful of me to say
0: well what I thought was like really interesting um was how Herman's selfishness literally had a body count yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: like (laughs) not only were his like oh and by the way like his children were dead and then Angelica Houston was like oh yeah like they're dead. And then it's like, oh, okay. And they yeah. just, like, kind of don't really talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I am like, I feel like there's a much more interesting story that, like, we want to know more about. But instead, we're focused on this, like, piece of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, I feel like... So, because because Angelica Houston did bring it back up after they... I think after they first had sex, when they were first reunited. She was like, you know, I wasn't actually with three men because every time I would go to be with someone, i close my eyes and i picture our children... Um, so i feel like like i guess they were trying to imply that both of their ptsd things were like you know part of it i don't know <laughs> if that makes sense
0: no 100 um of the two a bit okay what was interesting because the i don't know if you used the link that i sent you but it was like I a did. russian website i did <laughs> It was like, hey, yeah, so for anybody listening, yeah, I I did not purchase this film. Um, (laughs) I watched it on a Russian streaming service. And at one point, um, at one point, I couldn't tell what they were talking about because were they speaking russian at one point in the movie because there were no subtitles because it was like a russian website so i was like what is going on yeah
1: i think they were and i was like are we supposed to not know because he doesn't speak russian or yeah like actually so that part reminded me when i first when i first got into game of thrones way back when i got it through you know slightly high c means (laughs) from our friends and i was watching this little shady means and so we were watching it and during the scenes where uh daenerys is first given to the dothraki and they're speaking in dothraki to her i was like oh like what a cool concept like i guess we're not supposed to know because she doesn't know the language so like we're supposed to learn with her (laughs) and then as the season goes on i'm like (laughs) oh like i think like i'm getting the context this is really cool but like we're still learning with her and i think (laughs) one of the second last scenes where like spoiler alert something happens to one of her family members uh, Jason Momoa gives this big speech in Dothraki for like three minutes and I'm like oh oh I think you have <laughs> subtitles <laughs> and I was like I've watched the whole first season without knowing what they were ever saying in Dothraki
0: <laughs> you're like oh, I, really oh. I, was,
1: I was like oh oh okay oh subtitles yeah yeah okay <laughs> you're like I'm ruined I uh, yeah I'm ruined <laughs>
0: Um, also, I love the way that you, like, add a little spice to Dothraki. <laughs> it's just,
1: it's so much fun to say. You can't not roll your R's with Dothra- Dothraki.
0: Dothraki. Dothraki. I to <laughs> always say it like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean,
0: like, okay, between the two nominees, though, for Angelica Houston and Lena Olin, who would you have given it to? Between the two? Between the two of them? Yeah.
1: <sighs> I want to say Angelica Houston because I just, I love her generally. So, and I didn't I didn't really yeah. know Lena Olin before this. Like again, she was great, but I think I would have given it to Angelica Houston.
0: I would have, uh, yeah, no, I actually would have as well. um And also, uh, you can tell whenever Herman would like, you know, I don't know, cheat on this person, or cheat on that person, <laughs> yes, or, some... like whatever. He always had like a type. He always liked these women that were like really like, um like tightly wound. Let's say and <laughs> like just would very like would just like lose their mind and had like anger problems, and then like and they'd be like, okay, now let's fuck.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was such a weird movie. I I mean, you know, I watched it. I was there. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I know what you're saying. It's just sort of like, like singling out the performance it's like okay but like this movie it's like again like i know that i already said this but literally like i just found the lead character and how his like it was so resentful and also it really spoke to whenever you're like watching this movie because the majority of the nominees this year they were all like mothers or mistresses or like daughters that were like getting married it really just kind of reinforced like how women's roles in Hollywood were represented and like what was being celebrated where like the guys like Daniel day Lewis, for example, was like playing like a paraplegic. And it's sort of like, why are the women only getting these types of roles? And like, it's, I don't know. It, it, Uh, it's it's kind of frustrating because it's literally like it's it's only like one type of role for these women it's and anyway i found that i find that very frustrating
1: absolutely yeah i I didn't actually notice that until you pointed it out but you're absolutely right like all the roles for this year for oscars were essentially the same essentially
0: it's always like that motherly role or a mistress and it was literally like what
1: the fuck like and
0: uh, it's just like (laughs) It's like do better, Hollywood.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You have the chance, just do better. (laughs)
0: Um, but I don't know, like I would say that like Lena Olin being nominated for this film, yeah. Like, I guess that makes sense. Um, I didn't really understand like her suicide moment, because like her mother died and like that was all that she had, and then like it kind of seemed like she hated Herman.
1: Yeah, it it really seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> she just grabbed a bottle of pills. I was like, "Oh, yeah. she has a headache." <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, "Let's let's go ourselves together." I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> like, wh- "Why is this happening? What is happening?"
0: It just got like it just took like a really hard left turn. Yeah, like, I just yeah. was like <laughs> I was literally just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Um, personally, I actually thought that like Lena Olin, I mean, like great that she was nominated, but I actually thought she should have been nominated for Chocolat.
1: Oh, she wasn't that. Yes, yes, agreed. She wasn't nominated for that.
0: Actually, I need to like look it up. But like, I oh, think geez. that she was nominated for the BAFTA.
1: For oh, that. okay.
0: Waiting on a sec, Lena Olin. Just because I don't know. Like, I felt like her in chocolate was like so much more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yes, she was. She was nominated for the BAFTA. I personally, I. I would have, I, I, would, I would have thought that she would have been nominated for, for the BAFTA yeah. uh, or for the Oscar for Chocolat. I, um, she's obviously a fantastic actress. She's gorgeous, but like, I don't know. Like, she had, she had an amazing career, and uh, I just, I don't know what, what has she been in recently? Like, it's just kind of sad.
1: I wonder if she's semi-retired.
0: I am. That's her only Academy Award nomination, but like, um. I don't know, I think that she probably should have had too. It's just... uh, I love Angelica Houston. I I actually really liked her in this movie, and I'm glad that she got the nomination, but to be honest with you, I just kind of hated the majority of the characters, so I... I I found, I just found it, I found it difficult. I I had to watch this movie in installments. Like I would watch it for like 45 minutes and then I would stop and then I would come back to it. But again, like just talking about their performances. Yeah. Like absolutely. It was really, really great. But like, there are certain stories that really just don't age well and I feel like this is one of them.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree completely.
0: um Well, okay. If you are good, <laughs> we can just move on to the next nominee. Sure. <laughs> okay. So let's talk, let's get knee deep in, um Steel Magnolias oh
1: let's do this
0: <laughs> so this is like one of those like beloved like movies that like all the gays love
1: and you know what I had never seen I actually never seen any of this movie I've never seen Steel Magnolias until I watched it the other day really yeah and oh I my couldn't God. believe how I had not seen it I was like this movie is incredible I cried I cried so hard yes yes <laughs> even though i i knew like i knew what happened because it's an older movie of course like i knew how it right. ended but still like sally field i know julia roberts were talking about her but sally field oh my sweet baby jesus like she is a powerhouse
0: well it's interesting because actually they um actually regard um that as one of the biggest oscar mistakes because she didn't even get a nomination for that
1: oh th- like oh <laughs>
0: and people were like that's infuriating what the
1: yeah that's infuriating like for that for Um, the last for the funeral scene alone like that alone on its own got the oscar on its own
0: oh yeah no 100 percent. whenever she's like losing her fucking shit and like she keeps being like i'm fine and then she like has a breakdown and then she's like laughing and like um talking about steel magnolias (laughs) so um okay let's just let's just jump right in first of all Julia Roberts. I love (laughs) Julia Roberts so much. And, like, I, like, loved all of her movies, even, like, Notting Hill, which I found, I I don't know, I find that, like, a weird movie. I don't understand why that movie is as popular as it is, but, like, I love that movie, too. I... Uh, okay, so first of all, with Steel Magnolias, I think they had like a really hard time fitting Dolly Parton's hair into each scene.
1: Oh my God, I love Dolly Parton. So in my notes, I legit have Dolly Parton is an international treasure and she deserves <laughs> better than Spud. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, you fucking asshole. You treat her better. <laughs> or so help me God.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, okay, so I've seen this movie probably like two or three times and um, I like this movie. It's like maybe not like one of my favorite Faves, but like I like the movie. Yeah. Um, I still to this day do not understand the relationship with that like boyfriend.
1: With uh Dolly Parton and, and Spud, whatever his name is?
0: Yeah. I literally uh, yeah. was like, I think he just kept like popping into the movie, and and you're like, are they in a fight now? Yeah. Like I just was like, like, what is happening? But because she
1: is too kind and too precious to actually fight with him, so she will just kill him with kindness and God bless her. I freaking love Dolly Parton.
0: Well, it's, I mean, I do have to say though, like, Dolly Parton, like, always plays Dolly Parton. You know That's what true. I mean? That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she's a she's so likable, like, she's such a sweetheart. But like, yeah. okay, so the men in this movie were literally so useless, and like, all <laughs> them boys up to
1: no good. Yep. So actually, I I actually read. So this was apparently based on a play, and in yes. the play, there apparently were never any male characters on stage. Like, they were spoken about, like, they talked about them, but then it were never actually male actors it was an all-female cast so i wonder if they tried to like shoehorn in the men to like make them relevant in this particular story
0: i think it's just so funny that it's called like steel magnolias like i don't know why but like i'm picturing this like post-apocalyptic like futuristic movie when somebody says (laughs) steel magnolias i'm like oh it's like a It's like, what's that movie with Harrison Ford? Like Blade Um, Runner.
1: Like Blade Runner.
0: (laughs) It's like Steel Magnolias. (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's like starring like fucking- I don't know like Harrison Ford and it's like yeah. the world is ended and like it's this weird futuristic 80s soundtrack movie like I just <laughs> the title is a bit misleading um, but like maybe it's my imagination that's like getting away
1: <laughs> No, me. you're absolutely right it's it's at first impression you're like I expect something different but <laughs> then I got <laughs> most 80s of movies which is always glorious
0: um, I will say about Julia Roberts, you know, being, like, nominated for this film. So apparently the director, Herbert Ross, was, like, a fucking piece of shit and, mm. like, said that, like, Julia Roberts, like, couldn't act. And then, like, she, like, left the set, like, crying. Oh, shit. And, like, um, later, I think it was, um, uh, uh, oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm, like, totally blanking right now. Um, the angry neighbor. Oh, Shirley McLean. Oh my god, Shirley yeah. McLean. Oh my god, I'm like totally brain dead today. <laughs> Shirley McLean actually had to have like a conversation with him is literally like you are not taking care of us as a director and sure. like you are like kind of an asshole.
1: Yeah, it's like your one job to help us. Like, don't be a fucking dick. It's
0: so interesting though. Um, I I'm glad that um Julia Roberts uh got the Oscar nomination because it's kind of like a fuck you to Herbert Ross, but yeah. literally like um I found that uh julia robert because she won the golden globe and i think that she was expecting to win the oscar really Um, okay yeah and like i mean obviously she later won for uh erin brockovich but i i think that she was kind of like the odds to win on this academy award because Hmm. like she really wasn't that famous
1: okay yeah i guess this came at at a time before she was was this before or after pretty woman
0: this was before, because this was, like, her oh, first okay. nomination. So at this point, she had done, like, Mystic Pizza and, like, something else.
1: Right, right. Okay. That that makes sense, then. That makes sense.
0: Um, And I'm... I honestly, like, I would say to Julia Roberts's performance, um, I think it's more, like, kind of the writing, but, like, I don't think they understand what diabetes is.
1: <laughs> well, and actually, a good thing you mentioned that, because so as soon as that scene happened, before they said diabetes, I was like, oh, she's diabetic. And, like, that that kind of really hit home for me because you may you may or may not remember but my boyfriend is diabetic and the way that it was portrayed with her low blood sugar episode like when with the sweating with the combativeness um it was really very true to life like it was like she really nailed it like in the movie she was more lucid and more like weepy teary than what happens but like other than that like that was that was true to form and I think it's really good that it was kind of showcased in that way.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So because I okay, so I'm so I love that. Like not that he has diabetes, no. but I love that. <laughs> I love I love that you you are saying this because clearly I know nothing about diabetes then because I was like, I'm really confused because yeah. like whenever she was having that like attack yeah. like, in the salon, in the like beauty salon,
1: yeah, whenever
0: like she was like refusing help yep. and like wouldn't
1: listen, yep. I was like. What? It is an exercise oh. sometimes in like bang your head against a brick wall, just because you're like, let me help you because you're going to die if I don't help you. So please stop fighting me.
0: What? Yeah. So like, okay. So if, if somebody is having, what was it? It's like a, it's like an insulin spike or. Yeah. So, the,
1: so what happens is that means that uh, their blood sugar goes so low that they become, uh, I forget what the, the technical term is, but like when you have too much insulin, when, you, when you're diabetic, your blood sugar goes super low. Whereas if you have too much sugar, it goes super high. So both, both ends of the spectrum are not good.
0: And then, but like, but like how, but like, why, why do you like not listen? Like, why are you like refusing help?
1: But I think, I think the way, like the way the blood sugar is depleted, I guess, from your brain, it, things are firing that aren't supposed to be firing and things aren't firing that are supposed to be firing. And so, so like my boyfriend always says, like, you know, in that really fog and haze of his mind if he ever goes low. He deep down inside knows that I'm trying to help, but something's preventing him from accepting that help. Like it's 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 a really weird foggy situation for them, I think.
0: That is so interesting yeah. because I literally watched that and I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, why would you just like refuse Okay, well then fucking I take back what I yeah. said. Like, Good for you, <laughs> Julie Roberts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Good for fucking you. What happened?
1: I was like, oh my God, this is the first I've seen of this. Like this is amazing. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I absolutely love that. Clearly. I'm like really ignorant. No, no. <laughs>
1: and then so, so Sally feels like her patience, like in trying to help her daughter. That's, that's what I strive for here because like, Lord knows I, I try to be patient, but I'm really not. <laughs> so I try to be like, you know, nice mother Teresa. I'm like, Oh, like, let me help you. Like, it's okay. And I'm like, Just take the fucking sugar. <laughs> let me help you.
0: Oh, well, see, that's really interesting because, okay. Like if you have to give your boyfriend um, sugar, what, like, what would you give him?
1: Maple syrup. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or like maple syrup or like table syrup?
1: Uh, maple syrup. Yeah. Like, and he, and so he prefers the maple syrup with like 15% maple syrup because otherwise it just tastes, it doesn't taste very good, <laughs> which fair enough. I get it.
0: <laughs> and like, he'll take like, like, a, like a shot of it, like in a shot glass.
1: Uh, well, no, like you kind of, he, like we, the maple syrup that we have here is kind of for him for emergencies only. And so he just kind of drinks right from the bottle. Oh, of course yeah like
0: yeah. no time to waste yeah fair um oh my gosh yeah. okay well that like completely changes actually my perspective on her performance then um I love that thank you yeah you're welcome um for that information that is awesome and um okay fine then whatever let's talk shit about so um
1: so until that point I was like her happiness like she seems like she's forcing it so much and it was really aggravating for me but I then realized I was like oh like she's she's in a low blood sugar episode I was like okay I understand like that's now the forced happiness is not forced it's actually her trying to keep normalcy until she can't anymore
0: oh my god it's like this super layered performance and I didn't yeah. even know Holy
1: yeah. wow. good
0: for you Julia Roberts yeah well, seriously well- what was interesting, though, um, what I will say that I did not like about her performance, her accent was very inconsistent. Yep. <laughs> it was getting really annoying. Like, at first she was from New Orleans and she was like, oh, hello there, dear. How you doing? Yeah. And then in the next scene, she was like, I tell
1: you what. <laughs>
0: I was like, pick oh one. Just pick one, no. Julia. Like, and I felt like, you going?
1: regardless of what accent she was t- using at that particular time, she always, like, over-enunciated her words, which I guess is yeah. good for us to understand them. But it took me out of the moment of believing that she was actually Southern.
0: I agree. I Like, yeah. at one point, like, I literally was like, I was kind of, like, getting annoyed. I was yeah. literally like, okay, Julia, like, just either just don't do the accent or just pick one because... Yeah. <laughs> There were but also like her accent sounded very like Louisiana, like yeah. you know, back back out in the swamps in the good old days with the boys. But like then her family had like a completely different accent.
1: Yeah, exactly. There were no same I, accents. It was bananas.
0: I was like, are you a are you like a transplant from another state? Like where <laughs> are you from? Um but you know, knowing all the things that you literally just said about her Insulin spike and stuff like that. Oh my god! Like, whatever. Like, I actually this like totally changed this actually like totally changed my opinion about her performance. But okay, so um, this is like one of my favorite things. So my like favorite actor uh, is Betty Davis. I'm obsessed with Betty Davis, yeah. and um, she actually originally wanted to option this as uh because she'd seen the play and she wanted to make this movie and she had contacted studios and she actually wanted to play the role that Shirley McLean had played that like grumpy neighbor. Oh my god! Um, oh. And Shirley McLean was actually nominated for the BAFTA for that particular role and i actually get it um it's just yeah. that she didn't have like a full arc so the fact that if she was nominated um shirley McLean for the academy award for this role i'd be like yeah like i get it but like i i'm actually kind of glad that julia got it over shirley McLean. okay um but betty davis actually wanted to play shirley McLean's character she wanted to make this movie with a much older cast she wanted like hmm. katherine hepburn to to um be in the movie as well but they basically were like we want the characters to be a lot younger
1: wow okay i wonder how different it would have been with having older characters and also having like betty davis and katherine hepburn in them in those roles that's really fascinating I wonder,
0: well i wonder how betty davis would have felt seeing um dolly parton <laughs> <It's> like,
1: <laughs> she's like what Uh-oh. the fuck is this? <laughs>
0: um
1: but actually speaking of speaking of the fact that it was a play before like what i love so what i love about m- seeing movies that were based on plays previously is that I find there are some scenes where, like, you, you're you watching the scene and you realize, you're like, this is a play. This is a play. Yes. For me, it was that first scene in the hair salon where, you know, even though, even though there were, like, different camera angles and cuts and, like, different scenes and that kind of stuff, that scene as a whole was so much of a play. I was like, this is obviously based on a play just the way it was acted the way it was staged uh the way the lines yeah. were read like it just to me that was just i love seeing movies like that where you're like you can pinpoint like that's why it was a play that's exactly what happened
0: well do you know uh the movie fences with viola davis and denzel washington no so that's the movie that um uh viola davis won her oscar for which was actually bullshit that she won for supporting because it was clearly uh, a lead role but yeah anyway um That movie is very clearly based on a play. Like I'm very aware that I'm watching something that was based on a play. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I find that so fascinating. Like sometimes it works against the movie, of course, but sometimes it's just, it's so cool to me to see those kinds of like how, how the different media are done in different ways.
0: Um. No, no, like, absolutely. Whenever I was watching this movie, though... Um, but, yeah, you're right. I didn't get, like, a, like, play vibe from this at all. Um, I was definitely engaged with it. But, like, okay. <laughs> First of all, this is an 80s movie. okay. <laughs> I feel.
1: <laughs> oh dear god!
0: I couldn't stop staring at the hair, and I'm like, what yep. was like the logic for like 80s hair? They were like, let's start by making your hair absolutely perfect, right? and then make it explode. I
1: could. I was. I was like, I like my notes. Actually, her hair is perfect oh my god what is happening
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you talking about like before she was about to have that like a a diabetes like attack i know it was perfect
1: luxurious and so beautiful and then they fucking tease the shit out of it i'm like why why do you ruin this
0: I know I was like what is happening it's like they stuck their finger in like an electrical socket and it just exploded (laughs) I feel so bad for anybody that got married in the 80s because they will have to explain those photos for the rest of their life and not
1: just the hair but dear sweet baby Jesus the bridesmaids dresses I I know I almost beat I I was like this is absurd
0: it was so (laughs) cruel to do that to your guests
1: right (laughs) I couldn't believe that Oh just like God. the
0: they had like like 80s weddings where they had they wore like not just in this movie but they had like like um like uh like headbands they had yeah. feathers yep. they had gigantic shoulder pads that were like the size of your fucking head yeah <laughs> they had like tool coming out the ass it was like what is you're like being eaten alive by a dress what is is happening the mullets it was like the (laughs) fugliest wedding and like can you imagine looking back on that and being like yep that was my wedding
1: oh my god I would love to see a collection I know it's kind of like awkward family photos but a collection of like weddings that were inspired by or based off of if not just steel magnolias just any 80s movie in general like at the 80s I would love to see that
0: oh my god I know (laughs) um I literally could not get over though uh just how ridiculous ridiculous the style and the fashion was but just the hair was like unforgivable um also can we talk about how fucking hot Dylan McDermott is
1: (laughs) oh he's so dreamy and I love him so much like he's just he's so handsome I'm like
0: um (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm in love with you yeah as you should be (laughs) but do you remember whenever Julia Roberts like has her like final attack at home and she like is down on the ground and then he comes home and clearly something is wrong and he's like honey honey Where
1: are and like you, honey? the kid is
0: like crying the like what was it there's something on the stove that's like boiling yeah. over like obviously something is wrong and he keeps being like yeah. when's dinner yeah, like
1: maybe pick up the pace and search for your wife who's diabetic <laughs> and has fucking kidney dialysis shit going on like maybe he, like, like cooking up a little bit he
0: like <laughs> no but like he like literally like walked by her on the ground dead yeah. and he's like honey oh my god <laughs> Is something wrong, honey? Anyway, I'm going to go hop in the shower, honey. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but, like, Julie Roberts is so sweet in this movie. I oh. I, I loved her performance, and she's so lovable. And, I mean, that's this was, like, the movie that, like, I guess America and the world, like, really fell in love with her. And that's kind of, like, what sparked her amazing career that she had in the 90s, because she was, like, the it girl. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I just... I loved her in this movie and I loved her performance and I love everything that you just told me about um her portraying somebody with diabetes because I did not know that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it was really fascinating just to see her performance that way and I didn't realize that that was I know she was in Mystic Pizza before that but I didn't realize that that was kind of her first like her her first big movie, so to speak.
0: Um okay, well if you are good, let's move on to our next nominee. Sure. Okay, so let's talk about Diane Weest in parenthood.
1: Oh, I love her. Love Diane Wiest
0: so much. I love her too. I just oh my gosh, like I, every scene that she would and she would she would be like try to be like the firm like disciplinarian kind of parent and then yeah. she would just like fully like flip and be like, "Okay, like I'll see you later."
1: But like honestly, that's what I love about her. Like she tries to be like as a single parent, tries to be the person who puts down foot put down, who is the authority figure. But at the end of the day she's still the mom and it's like there's still that empathy there not to say that dads are empathetic of course i'm not saying that but like that's kind of like i i loved her performance in this i loved her in this
0: i know i really i mean i love um diane weist but again it's just going back to what we were talking about before about how it really is sort of like the roles for women it's always like a mother or like a mistress or like a daughter getting married it's like always very limited um but I mean, considering what she uh, had to do with that script, I think that she fucking knocked it out of the park. And yeah. I don't think that anybody could have done it better than Diane Wiest. Um, I will say, though, that this movie, Parenthood, it actually grew on me. Because for the first, like, 20 minutes, I fucking hated
1: it. Oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I, like, I it, enjoyed it. And like, I watched, I watched this one with uh, my boyfriend. So he, and like, so it was that kind of thing where we were watching it together and, you know, his son was off with his mom and like, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's kind of what we're experiencing now minus like, we don't, it's only the one kid, but you know, it's very similar to what we're going through now. So it's kind of a special place. <laughs> I mean... Then,
0: I mean, I mean, it did its job, right? Because yeah. you connected with the material. It's yeah. just that for me, it's like, I honestly like this sounds like really weird, but like, I don't I'm not really like a family person. Do you know <laughs> what I mean,
1: that's I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm just I'm not that kind of person. And like my family, we are not that kind of family where like everyone's like BFFs and we all like hang out all the time. It's very much like I, like, I have a very, very large family. Like, each, like, my parents have at least, like, six or seven siblings
1: each. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, it, I,
0: I I, have a big family. So, like, growing up and stuff like that, it's, like, we kind of just saw each other at, like, Christmas and at, like, Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But other than that, like, I didn't, like, hang out with my family and stuff like that. So, maybe that's why I'm not, like, a super, like, family person. It was always just, like, my parents and I and my sister. Do you know okay. what I mean?
1: Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense.
0: So like watching this movie, whenever I see stories about like kids and family, I, I, I think I have like a hard time like relating to it, oh. especially, especially as like a gay person, because it's like, that wasn't my life growing up. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's totally fair. Yeah. I had a,
0: I, so it's not that I had like a hard time connecting with the material. It's just that at first, the, cause the first 20 minutes, it was all about like kids and like how difficult it is being like a white parent in the eighties. I was like, Oh God.
1: Yeah. Here we go. <laughs>
0: I just I I was a bit I was a bit worried about it and like I was really worried like going in that there was just going to have like so many like offensive jokes about like the roles because like one of my biggest pet even as a child in the 90s I hate gender roles like mm. I fucking hate gender they drive me fucking crazy because logically it doesn't make sense to me because I'm like well if for example like if uh the man is like loves to cook it's like why is that the woman's job like I anyway yeah. it's like human beings it's like we're like a blank computer and like we can program to do anything it's like i don't i don't get gender roles i really really don't and so i was i was like basically what i'm saying when i was watching this movie is i was like i think i'm getting prepared to hate this
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're like at least it's building me up to it so it's not gonna be a surprise when i hate it (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I ended up, like, really getting into it. I think that this movie really had its moments, and I actually um, was kind of into it. It wasn't my favorite movie, but I, I liked it. I liked this film. And I do have to say, though, that Diane Weist was, like, the shining beacon of light in this film that I wasn't really a fan of at first, but, like, she really saved it for me.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think, I think she gave such an incredible performance in this movie. Uh, like, she, like 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 you're right like these roles are all very similar roles this year but she Diane Weiss just plays like the quote-unquote trying to be cheery mom so well like it just mm-hmm. it reminds me of like the birdcage where she's trying to like be still happy about a crazy situation that she she's been thrown into she just ugh, I just I don't know why I love her so much I couldn't even tell you
0: well what I thought was really interesting was do you remember whenever that like loser son shows up and then he has like this like half black child with him yeah and the way that they like kind of handled it i was like oh god where is this going yeah like his name was cool
1: yeah that was (laughs) i I was like what the (laughs) fuck yeah like (laughs)
0: doing this podcast I watch a lot of old movies and the way that people of color are represented in movies a long time ago and it's not even that long ago this yeah. is like 30 years ago it's so troubling and you're like yeah like holy fuck like this is so problematic
1: yeah and the fact that it was it was a little boy of color who was essentially left behind by his dad abandoned by his dad I was like dude like yeah we know we know that the dad is a piece of shit trash bag but like Come on, like seriously. Like was
0: that? But Hollywood do better.
1: Honestly. (laughs) Jesus.
0: Um, I will say I loved whenever they were in the car and the kids were singing the diarrhea song. Oh my god. (laughs) I sang that as a kid.
1: I never heard of it before. And I was like, what is this song?
0: (laughs) Really? Okay, my dad, my dad is a big kid, and he used to sing that to me like gently. It was like my lullaby.
1: That is incredible. (laughs) That is amazing.
0: It just like soothed me to sleep every night. <laughs> diarrhea, boom boom. Diarrhea, boom boom. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I love but it. I, I thought that. Um, oh my god, little walking phoenix.
1: <laughs> oh my god, and he, when he was in, known as Leaf Phoenix. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh wait, oh, that was so. Oh my god. Yeah. That family was so weird. Also, yeah. <laughs> like side note, I had the biggest crush on River Phoenix like ten years ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too late, but that's, like yeah, <laughs> well,
1: that's, that's fine. <laughs>
0: I mean, like celebrities. I mean, even if it is posthumously, like you know, celebrities aren't actually real. I'm never going to meet them, so like I can still have a crush.
1: Absolutely, it makes sense.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, what did I? Okay. Uh, I I think. Okay, wait. I have this note here that I am actually really confused by. Um, I died whenever I was. Whenever she was like looking at the photos of her daughter and Keanu. Oh my god. Was like this one's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I think. Was
1: like, and, like the noises she was making. She's like, oh, oh okay. god.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> like dying. oh my god yeah when well she like finds like the sexual photos yeah. and she literally that I think that for me was why she was like nominated like that was like the funniest fucking
1: scene it's so good oh my god so good but I think I think what she was nominated for in my opinion was the scene where Joaquin Lee Phoenix goes to call his bio dad to see if he can go oh, live yeah. with him and like Diane Weiss is like you know I'm, I can't I'm not gonna tell you no because because you'll do it anyway so i'll have to just kind of sit back and watch as your heart is fucking destroyed by your father who's a shudder shitbag it's like just her her facial expressions and her kind of watching her son have his world destroyed was just oh my god that to me that's where she got the nomination
0: i agree but like okay side note do you think that her character did that just sort of be like
1: you want to call your father okay (laughs) (laughs) maybe she's like yeah
0: (laughs) she's like you're a fucking nightmare all the time and uh you think that your father's so much better
1: all right that's that's being 11 though it's like oh my god infuriating
0: (laughs) (laughs) um i love you diane weist so much and um i'm so glad that you got this nomination and uh it was you were my favorite part of this movie
1: agreed agreed
0: Okay, so are we ready to talk about the winner of the 1990 Best Supporting Actress Academy Award, Brenda Fricker?
1: I think we are.
0: All right, so this movie, my my left foot was, (laughs) I loved, love, 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 love this movie. I cannot say it enough. Again, like I always, obviously it's an Irish film. It's like a bit of a soft spot for me because uh, the love of my life is originally from Ireland. (laughs) Um, And I um. Okay, there was one expression that I heard in the movie that Daniel had to explain to me. And I still am like, what? Um, up the duff oh, means, means pregnant.
1: Means pregnant. Yeah.
0: I was like, what? He's like, up the duff. I'm like, the what? <laughs> I'm like, the duff. I'm thinking like duff beer from The Simpsons. Yeah. I'm like, the duff. Or um, what was the movie? There was a movie the duff where it's like the designated ugly fat friend yeah
1: yeah
0: i <laughs> so was like up the duff i'm like what but it means pregnant
1: yeah yeah up it does It's a weird thing
0: so like i i got him to like explain it to me so like the duff is like what you refer to like a guy's dick is called like a duff
1: oh okay. yes yeah, so i
0: don't know so you put the duff up somewhere like i don't know <laughs> i don't get it i don't get it
1: it's nothing if not creative that's that's good to know <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, there was okay, so she was the first Irish actress to win um an Oscar. And of course, we all know Brenda Fricker as the like surprisingly likable homeless person yep. in, Home in Alone 2. <laughs> which realistically in Home Alone 2 lost in New York, which realistically she would be like on meth, yeah, covered oh yeah. in oh yeah. bird shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like not articulate I when I think of Brenda Fricker I think of it when she says oh Kevin yeah like just the way she (laughs) says it and like she's like Kevin, run! Yep. And then she like throws the bird seeds and then like okay, first of all, homeless people are never that nice and charming and friendly. I know because I live in downtown Toronto and we have a really, really bad homeless problem uh, that they constantly are coming into our building, they are sleeping in our in uh, the storage units in the basement, oh, they harass us, they verbally assault us, they say like hateful things all the time, they are throwing things, they're flashing each other. I'm like, where is, where is the Brenda Fricker homeless person? Yeah, for- where, where is she?
1: where's my pigeon lady from home alone too come on i, I could handle that yeah i
0: could handle charming <laughs> homeless people like that i gotta say brenda fricker that is not what a homeless person
1: is <laughs> so much false hope was given in that one movie
0: i fully agree <laughs> i yeah hmm. anyway uh brenda fricker again playing of course the mother of um christy brown every scene they were in i cried
1: oh (laughs) she she played this role so well like i oh my god just and like she had such a range of emotions like i I remember there was a scene i think where christy is first writing the a on the on the the floor and the dad is like what's going on and she's like she looks at him she's like go to the pub and like her face like the most barely concealed hatred and rage, but like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. She's well, incredible.
0: Oh, I know. She played that character with such integrity yeah. and like just knocked it out of the park. I understand like why she got the win. I understand why she got a nomination. Yeah. I ha I also love the part where she is like, how do I explain it? She almost was like a bit like disappointed that like he was getting better. Like he his speech was improving yeah. and she was like, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like him. And like, I it's, it's, it's this because she has always had that role of the mother where she took care of him. Yep. It's almost like he doesn't need her anymore. Yeah. And she's like, she's communicating that, that she's upset by that. Yeah, I loved that scene. Cause I was like, that is really fucking interesting because yeah. that's not a perspective that I would think about that I'm sure is actually probably like a real It's like a real emotion that somebody in her position would probably go through.
1: Yeah. I actually, I wrote down a quote from that scene where I think she says, that's not his voice. Something about it disturbs me. There's too much hope in it. And I was like, that is like, (laughs) that is like the most brutally like honest and heartbreaking thing a mother could say. Like that was incredible.
0: I know oh, oh my god my god like every like every single fucking scene that she was in I yeah. literally was like I love you Brenda yeah I love you Brenda Fricker yeah. so much
1: <laughs> she was awful. and like she she starts to build a room for him like on her own I was like god bless you Brenda Fricker like you build that fucking room you build that room for Christy uh,
0: um also because um i know that uh ireland until like five seconds ago thought that condoms were like devil balloons
1: she was actually uh, pregnant to every scene dying. there were like 29 more kids i was like how is this happening oh my, oh god. my god that poor
0: that poor woman's vagina yeah. i feel so bad
1: yeah. <laughs> i think i think i read so they had 22 children 13 of which survived she gave birth 22 times oh my like, god like, what I That's... even
0: was she like killing
1: them what? i don't know
0: <laughs> um, i have no idea that is like terrifying and also like yeah. doesn't surprise me but like yeah. holy fuck her poor like r.i.p her vagina like oh i feel god. so bad
1: I, oh i feel awful for that but every time i was i was like okay, hey, she's pregnant oh still pregnant no no not still pregnant pregnant again
0: <laughs> <laughs> at one point like all of the children were like Clearly in their thirties, but they were like still like living at home, and she was pregnant. I'm like, okay bitch! <laughs> like, your time is done. Like, you don't need to keep having babies." Oh my
1: god! Like, no um, once in a while, it's fine.
0: Um, can we also talk about how um Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter showed up with like so much Annie Lennox realness?
1: <laughs> oh my god! I was I was watching. I was like, I know that I recognize her from somewhere. I didn't remember where it was when I looked her, up her on IMDb later on. I was like, of course she was Petunia. Of course. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god
0: I love that scene whenever um he's like oh I love you and she's like oh like I'm getting married how do you feel about that (laughs) um not good oh my
1: god can I just say that dinner scene is the most (laughs) awkward scene it is on par for me with Scott's tots from the office that's how that's how awkward it was for me uh, like physically cringe physically cringe
0: I know I, I, I love it, it. <laughs> so much. It was so awkward and I'm like, "Good, you get her. You get her, Daniel J. Lewis. You oh, get her." Oh my god.
1: But like what bugged um, me about him, like he his character was so manipulative. I couldn't I couldn't get past that to thoroughly yeah. enjoy the movie because like there would be parts where like I I would it would resonate with me, but on the most for the on the on the whole, he was so emotionally manipulative both to to his doctor and then also mm-hmm. to i guess the nurse or the aide that's with him in quote-unquote present times who's reading his book like he basically tries to manipulate them into being with him and i'm like dude like that's <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a really huge flaw and I, I couldn't like i really couldn't get past that to thoroughly enjoy the movie see
0: i fully I completely understand like where you're coming from and I actually yeah I do agree with you that he was doing that. I think for him it was that I the way, like the okay the way that like I kind of saw that was that he clearly like did not have um the proper social skills when it came to talking to the opposite sex and people that he was attracted to. So he didn't really understand how to handle things like romantically whenever he was like talking to the opposite sex. So he just like always thought that anytime that a woman was like kind to him, that it was like, because she like was in love with him.
1: That's a lot of sense. That's fair.
0: So I like, I fully understand like what you're saying because like, yes, like he pretty much was, but I think it was just because like he didn't know any better.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, like, in, in talking about it now, I think it just adds another layer to Daniel Day-Lewis's performance just to have that complexity and the fact that, you know, he shouldn't, like, he's not perfect. The character's not perfect. And no one should be perfect because this is based on a real person. Like, real people aren't perfect. So it, it, it makes sense.
0: Well, I mean, again, just to Daniel Day-Lewis's credit, it's yeah. just he always plays characters with... He, he, he doesn't... Present the character in like a, um, like a charming, likable way all the time. It's like he plays them like they're human beings; they're real, and everybody has flaws. Yeah, absolutely. And he just, but, uh, oh my gosh, Brenda Fricker. Oh, interesting. Judy Dench was actually originally cast as uh, Brenda Fricker's character.
1: Really huh
0: wouldn't that just piss you off if you were like an actor and oh. you turned down a role and then that role won a fucking oscar
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i would not want to hear about that movie for the rest of my life that would be like no it doesn't exist to me
0: isn't it crazy how um judy dench only has one oscar
1: she does not just one yeah for shakespeare in love what the fuck wow. i know <laughs>
0: she is anyway man uh, she has a bunch of bathtubs though which she deserves yeah absolutely, um, absolutely. Well, if you are ready, uh, I think that it's time for us to reveal who we think that the winner of the 1990 Best Supporting Actress Oscar should have gone to. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, so if you will do the honours and uh, be the first person to reveal who you think should have won.
1: I think the Best Supporting Actress Oscar should have gone to... (laughs) Diane Wiest. (laughs) I know that our opinions may differ, (laughs) but I really think of the five performances that I watched for these movies, hers was the one to me that felt the most real, it felt the most, I don't know, heartfelt, it just, it resonated with me, so I think it really, she, like, she just, she played it so well, and I think, I think my choice is clouded by my own emotion and my, my personal situation, but I really think that she should have won the Oscar.
0: Well, I don't think that is clouded because I, the, her performance connected with you, and, and and you related to it. So, no, that's perfect. I love that. Yeah, I'm happy because that's interesting. Diane Diane Weist. She, I mean, I, I I love that, and she was amazing in that movie. And I love that you. I love that you picked her. Um. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to say that uh, for the 1990 Best Supporting Actress um, Oscar, I think that it should have gone to. Julia Roberts.
1: Okay.
0: So it, for me, was going to be Brenda Fricker, like, times a thousand, because I loved her in this movie, and I, going into this was like, obviously, I'm picking Brenda Fricker. But that whole conversation and little tidbit that you told me about, um, like, what it's like to be diabetic and to have that reaction – I suddenly didn't like realize how layered her performance was and how accurate that was. And I love that you told me that. And I love that I just got educated on that. And so because of that, it fully changed my mind and it actually gave me a different perspective of her actual performance. Um, The accent. uh, (laughs) Nope. (laughs)
1: It's questionable.
0: (laughs) Uh, But I actually, I would have given it to Julia Roberts. She had won the golden globe and I can see why.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, kind of glad and proud to have changed your mind from what you thought originally that's kind of cool
0: oh yeah no thank you i love that and um brenda fricker oh my god honey i'm so happy that you won that oscar and i loved your performance and you would have been my pick but oh unfortunately, yeah. liz changed my mind
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> brenda fricker because i loved you in home alone too <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. be be Homeless people need to be more like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps up another episode of Best Actress. Guys, if you are listening, we have new episodes coming out every two weeks. It'll be uh, Best Supporting and then Best Lead uh, as like a, a sort of a rotating theme um, with each episode. And uh, please uh, like and subscribe on iTunes and rate us and leave us. Uh, your uh reviews because we love to hear from you and if you have any ideas of uh who you would like to hear that we discuss please send that along my way and we'll make sure to do that for you so liz thank you so much for doing this and uh we will see you next time
1: thank you so much kyle bye, bye.